Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Ah, refreshing, oh, yeah. yes. Headed into the weekend. That's right. Headed into the weekend like... With Corona Hard Seltzer. Just cracking some seltzers. Yeah, I'm excited to see where the, where this goes. You know, the, I saw some pro football focus grades. It had the uh, Vikings once again towards the bottom of the league, which is uh, which is unfortunate. It's unfortunate because I, I do think uh, the Vikings need to slow up that line. It, it's a it's a trend, an unfortunate trend that's been happening. However, Brick Spielman starts to do some offensive line study. I maybe uh, suggest a couple Corona Hard Seltzers as he uh, starts to go down I mean, the, the film. I, I don't want to be callous, but if you replace the current left guard with just a can of Corona yes. Hard Seltzer, you might actually be better off. Just going to throw that you out You know, there. I'm in my three-point stance every Friday night, trying to get down, looking at all my four Corona Hard Seltzers, because it's the only hard seltzer made with Pure Beach Fives, with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> Football. All right, welcome in to another episode of Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff producing. And uh, when we want to take our discussions to the next level, we bring in our friend Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus for a more analytical view at the Minnesota Vikings. Eric, what's going on, man? Thanks for joining. This is going to be another. We had a great, fun weekend of playoff football last weekend. I love Super Wildcard Weekend, and this one might be even better because you've got like Hall of Fame quarterbacks all up and down. Right. I mean, we we missed, you know, with the Seahawks losing, we missed uh, an NFC bracket that had four Hall of Fame QBs. So we have to settle for for Jared Goff, but yeah, th- this is this is great. Um, I, I did this um, research for that uh, Steve Kornacki for his Today Show thing, and he was like. The Tom Brady has twice as many passing yards over the age of 40 in the playoffs than any other quarterback. Like, the, the, the combined, all the, everybody who's ever played. And then he and Breeze, I think it's something like 70% of those yards. So that's going to be a really fun game. And then, uh, obviously, on the AFC side, you have the three quarterbacks from the 2018 draft, uh, as well as Patrick Mahomes from the 2017 draft. Um, so it, it's kind of like the old guard and the new guard. Uh, I think it's going to be a great weekend of football. Yeah. 
So real, real quick to start off here. So we've had a bunch of how to fix the Vikings discussions every Tuesday and Thursday on the show. We dive into a certain topic. Like yesterday, we did a deep dive, just a roster audit. So the parameters are no major structural changes. Spielman comes back. Zimmer comes back. Kirk Cousins comes back. And you have to get from 7 to 9 to as good as you possibly can be, whatever that looks like, in 2021. What is the number one? And let's assume enough cap space to at least sign one decent free agent, maybe one of the top guards on the market. So you got you, you get rid of Rudolph, you got some cap space. What is the absolute number one thing that should be at the top of your proverbial whiteboard if you are the Vikings going into this offseason? That's a great question. I mean, I think establishing an offensive identity that's different than the one they currently have. Um, because my my answer – so. The hard, the hard answer to your question is that there isn't, without sweeping changes to the personnel, there's not really one thing that'll fix the Vikings. Um, you know, but I, but I can say one thing that could possibly have the most benefit would be to change from a run first team to a pass first team, and then uh, signing a wide receiver of substantial renown. Like, and there's a number of them, obviously. You know, Godwin's a free agent. Allen Robinson's a free agent. You know, so after those guys get picked off, you know, there'll be some really good, you know, options for them to come in and complement Thielen, Jefferson, um, you know, Irv Smith. To me, like that's that's how they can really do this thing relatively quickly, which would be to, you know, basically say, look, you're stuck with Kirk for better or worse for a couple more years. Let's see if this guy can really be that quarterback um, that can move a pass-first team into the upper echelon of the NFL. So this opens up, though, an entire discussion about the fact that the Vikings, especially on defense, Eric, have personnel issues that have to be addressed. But but what you but it becomes crystal clear to me that the more that this topic is discussed, the bigger issue with this franchise right now is not personnel. It's philosophical approach to the game of football. Uh, and you're asking for something to happen that I think all of us on Purple Daily agree should. But the problem is one guy. The head coach is not going to I – don't, I don't think there's anybody at this point that can tell the coach your philosophy on how we play offense is just too flawed. It's wrong. And, and I would actually be in favor – and this would be a little bit dangerous, I would be in favor of going into 2021 and turning Kirk loose just to see. Because I think until you do that, you're always going to have these security blankets like Dalvin around him. Um, But I don't see any way in God's green earth that there is a person that can walk into TCO Performance Center and talk to Zimmer and get what you're saying through to him. Yeah, and there's there's ultimately, and and I hate saying because defense was a big problem for Minnesota this year, and you know people can say, you know that it's you know due to injuries. Their secondary, the way they got intended it was healthy at in week one, and you know Zimmer will say Kendricks, but Kendricks missed what the last four games of the year. He played basically the whole season until then. Um, obviously, you know Hunter was a big big miss, but. They didn't have a complimentary pass, you know. They didn't have interior pass rushers anyway. Like even Mike, even if Michael Pierce would have played, they he's a 400, 500 snap nose tackle. They did not have any. I mean, Shamar Stefan 
has never had more than 10 pressures in any season. This like Aaron Donald's going to have 10 pressures Saturday against Aaron Rodgers. And like <laughs> Shamar Stephens never had that many in a season wow. uh, in his career. And it, and yeah, the, the Ngakwe thing obviously was, you know, I think pushing the panic button, um, you know, the linebacker position, like they're fine at linebacker. And, and uh, you know, there was a number of ways in which the season played out as they intended it to. And it was just a poorly intended way of going about it um you know you look at some of these teams that have really made ascensions look at buffalo uh three years ago buffalo is making the playoffs with a great defense and tyrod taylor a quarterback and they realized the limitations on that approach i mean they basically scored what three points against the jaguars and in, in their only playoff game this century prior to that point and they said okay well you know it, it, it the road is bumpy, but we're going to have to draft a quarterback. We're going to have to surround him with talent, and we're going to have to do it at the expense of our defense. And that's what they did. And no player on Buffalo in their front seven makes top top twenty money at their position. It's all secondary. It's all inviting the run. It's all playing red zone and third down defense, and then looking over to the offensive side of the ball and saying, "We pay you guys all the money." And and that's and and those guys deliver. And the problem is, I always feel like the Vikings, like they want to build a situation where Kirk fails the least. And like, unfortunately, the the ceiling with that kind of mentality is ten and six and a first, you know, second round exit in the playoffs. Um, if you really want to win a Super Bowl, like you know, and and Kirk and you view Kirk as the starting quarterback, you basically have to get him weapons and say, look, sink or swim. So if you I, this this is an interesting path because I think everyone here uh, on this show and and Eric we've all been justifiably I will say hard on Cousins throughout the last three years just because of some of the things he can't do and the things that he doesn't do compared to other top quarterbacks. Now he also does a lot of things well. He's very accurate. He's always one of the top five or six in terms of accuracy percentage. Um, you know he he had some fourth quarter comebacks this year. If the Vikings decided, all right, listen, we don't have a ton of resources. We got a first round pick. We don't have a second round pick. We have a first round pick. We're going to clear some money in free agency. And damn it, we're going to devote those resources to to adding weapons for Kirk. And we're gonna we're gonna shift some of our run centric philosophy. And we're gonna just we're gonna let Kirk cook a little bit more going forward. How good could Kirk be? And how good could this offense be compared to? I get that it was a top yardage offense, but it wasn't a top scoring offense. If they yeah. did that, what what would it look like in your mind? Yeah, I, I think this this would strike people as surprising, but I I think that they could be really good. Um, you know they the they they have what you want. Like there, there's two the two most important traits in all of football are being accurate throwing the ball and gaining separation in pass patterns and. The gaining separation and pass patterns, it's, it's how, look, you look at 2017, Case Keenum was not a brilliant quarterback, but the margin for error was so wide because Thielen and Diggs were wide open all the time. And you look at Buffalo, like Josh Allen's career completion percentage going into the season was 58. It's He was 67 this year. Why? Well, Diggs wins yeah. in two and a half seconds or less. Cole Beasley wins in two and a half. And like the margin for error is humongous, right? And and if you and the other thing about margin of error, if you score thirty-five points a game, the margin for error for your defense is extremely big too. And so, I, you know, that's the thing is like the question remains: is if you if you add volume to Kirk's game, does he be does he 
continue to have the efficiency. We see it in fantasy football. It's a statistical it's a statistical truth. The more volume you add to a player's uh, plate, the less efficient they get. And that's everybody. So the question becomes, like, have we seen Kirk's efficiency the last two years blossom because they've contained what he's been asked to do? The answer is probably yes. And to the team's detriment in the sense that they're trying to – they're really confining the, the set of games that they can play to the point where they can't compete with some of the league's best teams. If you enlarge that set and say, okay, look, our chance for ruin is humongous. Like if you, that was the whole Jameis Winston thing. If you, if you widen the set of possibilities, yes, your chance of, of flaming out and going two and 14, three and 13 are bigger, but your chances of going 12 and four, 13 and three are also bigger. And at this point in time with the current, current constructs of the Vikings, the only people that don't have the incentive to widen those possibilities are the very people making the decisions in Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer. So unfortunately that that's where I think we're at an impasse with Minnesota. So off that point, big picture, does hiring a defensive coach or more importantly, Eric, in the Vikings case, retaining one in 2021, who's going to go defense first. I believe that I can get, does that make sense now? I think it did in 2014 when Mike got the job, but now as we sit here, does the Vikings' philosophy of how they have their organization run make sense? No, and, and Judd, you make a, a really good point. In 2013, the Vikings were just trying to get off the ground, and their defense was 32nd in the league in points allowed, and they were a mess. And Zimmer served that purpose much in the same way. I, I mean, and, and this this sounds silly because he ended up winning the Super Bowl with with Indianapolis, but the same purpose that Tony Dungy served in Tampa Bay. You you get the team off the ground. Um, you, you know, you, you get it into respectability, you, you get it out of, you know, you, you make, you make the Bucks endemic to football, you make the Vikings endemic, uh, to, you know, uh, success. And then eventually you find something else to, to re- help them rise above. I, you know, Mackie, we've been talking about this for a long time with the chiefs. Alex Smith served a very good purpose for Kansas city, which was to make them respectable, to show them how far the ceiling was away from them. But eventually he ran its course. And that doesn't mean, and this doesn't mean that Zimmer had a bad era in Minnesota. It doesn't mean that uh, you know, he he shouldn't like get some accolades for how he he's managed the team from where they were in 2013 to where they are now. But the purpose has been served. And, you know, and I, I think the same thing, by the way, yesterday Robert Salah was hired by the Jets. I think I think that was a fine hire. Some people are like, well, wait a sec, aren't you you're not supposed to hire defensive guys? So it's like, well, the Jets are just trying to shoot for respectability here. And and eventually they'll have to deal with some of the same considerations Minnesota's had to deal with. But now, like Minnesota has been, you know, eight and eight or better for a number of years in a row. Now they have to push uh, for a Super Bowl championship. And I just think the way that they're doing it now, where they're start cycling out offensive coordinators every other year, and they're you know making excuses about this, that, and the other thing. Like it's time to shoot. It's time to shoot for actual you know championship caliber play out of out of this team, especially given. They still have some really high-end talent. Back to Purple Daily in just a moment here. Let's talk about Federated, though. Federated Mutual Insurance Company helping business owners for over 100 years in the state of Minnesota. And uh, they recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. If you're a business owner out there, how helpful would it be for you to have employee training at your fingertips? Industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. 
think about the things that might be risky in terms of uh, your business, right? Like, do your do your employees drive company vehicles? Do they use ladders or other things that could be hazardous? How would a fall impact the the, the employee's livelihood? Well, these are all things that My Shield considers in creating resources that can help your business. So find out more at federatedinsurance.com, click on My Shield, or just download the My Shield app. Remember, at Federated Insurance, it's always our business to protect yours. Also, our friends at Corona, who've been keeping us hydrated and happy with Corona Hard Seltzer all throughout the fall and the football season, they've stepped their game up for you guys, the listeners of Purple Daily, with the Corona Ultimate Tailgate Experience. You only have a couple more days here to register for this, but the sweepstakes will award six winners with a Corona game day prize pack valued at over $3,500, including a 70-inch TV, wireless surround system, football furniture. That's right, football. Football. Furniture. And more. Details, rules, and entry at gamedaywithcorona.com. Must be 21 or over. Live within a 40-mile radius of Minneapolis. No purchase necessary. Gamedaywithcorona.com. Enter by January 18th. Corona beers imported by Crown Imports. Chicago, Illinois. Relax responsibly. You know, I, I think a lot of people, and there's probably a lot of people on our on our YouTube page and comments that would echo the same sentiment of, well, wait a second. You guys are really shortchanging Daniil Hunter. Like, he didn't play at all this year. If you get Daniil Hunter back and you get Michael Pierce back and, and you nail your first-round pick somewhere, a position of need, then this team's back in it, man. Like, this team is... You know, back to 10, 11 wins and competing. And, and I think that's, I want your thoughts on that because they will get better by just, if Daniil Hunter comes back, like they will be better. If they, if they get a left guard that's not Dakota Dozier, they will be better. And I think, I think the conversation is, will they be better to get to the playoffs and then win a game and then lose like always? Or will, are they on a path to get better on a Super Bowl level? And I feel like we don't like, it's been so long since we've seen that here. Like oh, the 09 team was a Super Bowl team. The the 98 team was a Super Bowl team. They just came up short. Like, I don't know if we if we can wrap our heads around how great you have to be to be a Super Bowl team, not just a team that gets beat in the NFC Championship game by 30 points. There's a big difference there. Yeah, and and unfortunately, I, I even disagree with you, Phil. I don't think the 2009 team was a Super Bowl team. I don't think the 1998 team, though every single Vikings NFC Championship team was a was you know hitting an inside like they they were all lucky, right? In some in some unsustainable way. In in 1998, it was Randall Cunningham who had been benched by Rich Kotite, who had been benched by Ray Rhodes, who had. Finding lightning in a bottle and playing 14 really good games and and getting them. And then also, and again, this is why I say you can't hold brilliance constant. Not, not like Randy Moss went from 17 touchdowns in 1998 to like 10 in 1999. Like all the, like that team screamed in, in hindsight regression, right? Like that, that wasn't a, Cunningham wasn't the sustainable quarterback you could win with. And obviously in 09, it was the same thing. That defense they brought back every defensive starter in 09 uh, to, to the 2010 season, and they all got old, right? And, and eventually, by the time it got to 2011, they're the worst defense in football, basically. 
And, you know, obviously Favre was not a sustainable solution at the QB position. It was just a very lucky season that they were able to convince Favre to do that, that Sidney Rice turned into after two injury-riddled seasons. Funny, the year after he was also injury-riddled. There was so many things that went right for that team that and, – and, again, the 2017 season was the same thing. And it, and it, it was Case Keenum lightning in a bottle, the same 11 starters on defense in week one as, as in the NFC Championship game. A lot of luck there. But, really, when you look at that team, like it didn't have the, 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 the sort of Super Bowl caliber characteristics to it. Take even San Francisco last season. Number one defense in football, Jimmy Garoppolo playing out of his, you know, playing really well for him. Fast forward to this year, you know, injuries to Bosa, injuries to Sherman, injuries to, you know, all over that defense, Garoppolo regresses and then gets hurt. And they're a seven and nine team. Like I would even argue that the 49ers from 2019 were not a Super Bowl team. And so like, and I feel like the Vikings fan base looks at those seasons and they should fondly, but look at them look at them for what they are, which is their lucky seasons where you got, you hit 10 of the 11 legs of your parlay. And, and, that, and that's okay. That Those are fun and you're allowed to have them. But for sustainable success in football, you have to look, and it sounds, you know, pie in the sky, but you have to look at Kansas City. You have to look at Buffalo. You have to look at Baltimore. You have to look at some of those teams who are consistently competing, not only for division titles, but for the Super Bowl. And, and, and reach for that because otherwise, I mean, you're just making long shot bets all the time and you're going to be left disappointed. But th- those moves that the teams like the Chiefs and Bills make require a lot of guts. And I think the, I think the one, the Wills came in with good intentions of being a consistently good team. But I think the problem now, what, 15 years after they purchased the team, Eric, is they've gotten very comfortable with being good um, and being great takes moves that might backfire and being great takes uh oh my god we won four games not 13 games uh but if you don't take that shot you're going to be where the vikings are which is really respectable like they're well they're well run um consistently pretty damn good but you don't have the ability then to take that step where you become elite you pop up occasionally but that's the problem. And the Wilfs, I think they like Rick. They like Mike. They like ordinarily nine to 10 to, to, you know, 12 wins at times. And they can't divorce themselves from that to say, but how do we get potentially great for, let's say, a three year period or something like that? 100%. I, mean, I live in Cincinnati. The Bengals are the exact same way. I mean, they're, they're a team. And, you know, and, and they know that, like, the, the the real they view risk way differently than we do right and they and you know and you see it in fourth down decisions on Sundays every like we we view things as okay Super Bowl or bust or you know from even like the game perspective win this game or don't win this game whereas the coach punting on fourth and one is saying well I need to go with the crowd so that I can sort of stay alive in this race um you know the Vikings are are sort of saying look I need to go with the crowd I, I don't want to stand out because, like, look, Chip Kelly was 10 and 6, 10 and 6, 6 and 9 fired. It, you know, why? Well, he went against the grain, right? And and those guys often, if it doesn't work, are rewarded with being fired. And, you know, my, my I guess, again, my, my biggest thing is, look, you know, all, we've all been alive for, you know, three, four decades, and the Vikings have been the same way the entire time. And, you know, at, at some True. point, like, <laughs> it, it's just – it, people are going to, I think some people are, and most people should 
be bored with this idea of just trying to be respectable. And, you know, they're afraid of being Detroit. They're afraid of being Cleveland. But I got to tell you, Cleveland, think about how many mistakes they've made and they're playing this weekend. Yeah. And it, the road back is not that is not that bad uh, from being terrible. Yeah. Eric Eager, we appreciate your insights and uh, and we appreciate you you keeping it real here with us. And we'll get you on again sometime once the once the offseason becomes a little bit more uh, up in the in, in the front mirror for us. So thank you, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. Enjoy the games this weekend. Eric appreciate Eager it. from Pro Football Focus. That's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. We're going to keep fixing the Vikings every Tuesday and Thursday on the show. And uh, Mock Draft Monday is coming up here soon, too. So plenty plenty more. I wonder if Fox Sports put a 6.0 out for us. I guess we'll have to see. Who's the who's the first to 10.0, version 10.0? That's the drama. Oh, it'll be, um, it'll be, oh, who, who's the? Uh, Draftblaster.com? Steel, the uh, Steel guy. He's, Phil, didn't he put out like Lexington yeah, Steel? Oh wait, that's yeah, a different steel. Didn't didn't like Bill Steel put out like a ten point oh in he February did. last year? Ten point five. Little slight alteration. All right, that's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. Please hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. It'll uh, it'll help us grow the audience and keep the lights on here. And also, if you give us a five star rating and a positive review on Apple, that also helps. Thank you guys.